sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, dingoes. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi, and I prefer calling our listeners babies. No, I I prefer calling them dingoes because dingoes eat babies. And uh, I think our our uh, listeners are not are not cucks. You know, they're alpha. Yikes. I prefer to think of our listeners as all little doughy Pillsbury doughboys listening, and every time we say something funny, they go, hee hee. So basically, they just listen in silence. Stone yeah, all the time. silence. Uh but they do have people like pushing their fingers into their stomachs often, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we all do. Well, this week, what are we doing, Patrick? Fall preview, fall 2018 shows, and we found a list of 27 of the best shows, so we get to talk about them. Do you think Christina Ricci was like Riccardi, but she shortened it at Ellis Island so she could get into show business? Because you have like. You have that basically extraneous I in there that mm-hmm. you don't even pronounce for some weird reason. Um, wait, so who did... Wait. You, have, you have like three extra L's in your name you don't pronounce. That's true. One in my first name, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Did uh, So wait, your father was Italian, your mother Irish? Is that how it works out? Yep. So, but who did the it's cooking? Patrick. Oh, mostly the the servants. Oh yeah. So we was... had a we had six servants from another dimension that would do all the work. Oh, from another dimension. So I was gonna say like, you know, uh, Italian food beats Irish food any day. But if it's from another dimension, that's probably all delicious. Um, you eat some roasted gerzbenich. I'm not a fan of those. Yeah. I mean, I've only heard. I've never had them. We weren't, we weren't rich enough for servants from another dimension. Oh, transdimensional servants are—they don't—they aren't paid in monetarily. They're paid in love. And by love, you mean sex, because uh, I know how your people are. I think we're veering into territory that is inappropriate for our podcast. I agree with all our little Pillsbury Doughboy-like listeners. Sorry, sorry. Uh, wait, what are we calling you? You say dingoes. That's right. I say dingoes, but you said, you know, you didn't dingus. really have a... I said, I, I thought we should call them dinguses. Dinguses, yeah. I think that's better. Um, all right, let's, well, we're, yeah, so we're going to go through the network fall TV shows. Uh, although I am a little bummed they didn't don't have any CW shows on here. On the other hand, I only watch one CW show, so who really cares? Like, I probably wouldn't watch any of them anyway. So, um... Maybe we should just talk about uh, Christina Ricci's most recent uh, movie, which is called Escaping the Madhouse, the Nellie Bly story. Oh, Nellie Bly. She, oh, never mind. I'm confusing Nellie Bly with Natty Gann. Who can forget well, that great movie? I think Christina Ricci plays both characters, both Nellie Bly and Natty Gann. Natty Gann. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like an orphan black type thing. All right, now I have to look up Nellie Bly because I that name sounds familiar, and yet no fucking idea, man. It's a first, listeners. I don't she was I, an American journalist who was widely known for her record-breaking trip around the world in 72 days. I knew she did a trip around the world, Why, but she, 
she didn't it's fly not, herself or anything, did she? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I, any humans have been reported to be able to fly by themselves. They usually have to need the help have of an apparatus. Weapons. Yeah, but she I don't also know. Re- worked undercover to report on a mental institution from within. Oh, that's what I know of her from. She was on. Uh, a, they talked about her on a podcast, um, The Hidden Brain, one that I've recommended in the past. Uh, yes. Okay. That I didn't know about the flying thing. Um, oh, I don't know if she, I think it was, I mean, 72 days, she didn't necessarily fly. That's true. She could have swam. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The great Nellie Bly, uh, born Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. So I don't know why Nellie Bly, but I guess it's less of a mouthful. Also born in Cochran's Mills, Pennsylvania. Hmm. So close to you, I assume. All right, Everything um, in Pennsylvania close to each other. Before, just like you're close. Just like you're close to San Diego. So before, yeah, that's true. Before we get to, so, oh, I thought we were doing best new fall shows. Are you? We were. I was there? looking up Cochran's Mills, but like the only thing uh, that comes up is Nellie Bly. So I guess it doesn't exist anymore. They probably ne- renamed it Nellie Bly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to assume. It's All right, near, it's near. It's near Pittsburgh. So. Ugh. Pittsburgh's the up and coming town. That's what I keep hearing. City, but you know. You heard that about Oakland ten years ago, and I guess you, I guess Pittsburgh's a new. I don't know what's going to be next after that. There is a Oakland in Pittsburgh, so maybe when you were hearing that about Oakland ten years ago, they're actually talking about Pittsburgh. Could be. Uh, is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, near the Atlantic? I mean, the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. I guess it's closer than you are. So yeah, that right. could be. Abby's is the show that uh, first comes to mind since it comes on the list first, but it's also the show I'm most excited to see when it's like it's a Michael Schur joint. Which, who, if you don't know, number one, you're dumb. Number two, we've talked about billions of times. Um, Parts and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. Huh? Did you read what I've... I have not read the description yet. There's something about it I didn't know about, and it, it makes me... Okay, I want you Makes to read laugh. this description since you brought it up. All right. Abby's is an unlicensed bar run by Abby, the grinders Natalie Morales, also from Parks and Rec, in San Diego, San Diego, where the regulars enthusiastically enforce a unique set of rules that give them a sense of community and allow them to avoid the frustrating behavior found at other establishments. The multi-camera comedy will filmed outside in front of a live studio audience. What? That's fun. As uh, much as I usually don't like live studio audiences, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is like. Yeah, we are not multi-cam fans, but I do trust him. Outside, that's weird. But uh, that's exactly what, yeah, that's that's the part that was weird. I mean, I don't, maybe he's just trying to do something different to see what it's like, and like a nod towards Cheers, where this is a whole different thing. But it, it also makes me think of, like, we're kind of snobby about multicam. But this could be a good multicam uh, sitcom. But also, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tina Fey talked about this where when she was talking about making 30 Rock and she's like, uh, someone's like, well, do you think it's better to do that? And she's like, no, that's just that was just what was in vogue at that time period. And that's why I chose to do 30 Rock in that style. If, if, if it was everything was multicam and it was a studio audience and laugh tracks, I would have done that. It has nothing to do with the quality. So. Yeah, I, I mean, think you that's told me that, to remember. but also I don't think Thirty Rock would have worked as a as a multicam. Like, no, not the not way, the way it, it turned out. Yeah, right. 
But if it was written differently, it might have. I mean, there was the episodes that were filmed in front of an audience, and they were pretty good. But they were done live, and that was more of a, a stunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this also, the picture shows the dad from the middle, also and, from Scrubs. Right, and he's a funny guy. I think he's a good actor, so it's promising that he is in it. Yeah, he's fine. And it, I think it's it looks like it might be the kind of role that's perfect for him, a rassable bar patron who likes to set these rules i don't know we'll see I just, what it's like i just want to know why it's an unlicensed bar but i guess you know it'll all be explained it's in her backyard right i forget i think that's one of the oh i, I don't know we'll it does, doesn't say that in this yeah it's in oh. san diego so i guess yeah it probably is in somebody's backyard um all right let's go so the next one oh wait that was on nbc if we failed to say uh, the cool kids on Fox. I or I don't like the picture. Uh, let's read about it. From executive producer Charlie. Oh, Charlie Day, and starring David Allen Greer. Oh, Dag's in it. Martin. He's Mold. right there. Yeah, in the picture you hate. I don't recognize him because he's bald and wearing white hair. Um, I was. I was. <laughs> I don't think he's wearing the white hair, but I. I, I think. I mean, out of the four people that you were looking at, I'm surprised it, it took you that long to figure that was him. Uh, I, no, I thought it was Martin Mull, uh, ah. who's also in it. Leslie Jordan and Vicky Lawrence. Oh, who also who in that forget picture. from from Mama's Family, the greatest show of the '80s. Uh, the Cool Kids is a multi-camera. Co- oh, God damn it! Comedy about a rag. T- Sorry, but you know this is what they get rid of the Mick and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine for multi-camera shit. Uh, the Cool Kids is a multi-camera comedy about a ragtag group of friends living in a retirement community who are willing to break every rule in order to have fun. Because at their age, what do they really have to lose? Um, their hip joints? Just off the top of my head. Uh, what unites them all is their shared belief that they're not done yet, not by a long shot. These self-proclaimed trust- cool kids are determined to make the third act of their lives the craziest one yet. You trust... I trust- Charlie, Charlie Day. Day and uh, the the and guy Dag. that Dago. No, I don't really trust Dag, but he can be funny. He can be but given the, the right the material. Guy, the guy in the hat's funny too, and I just don't remember his name. Do you know his name? Uh, no, I can't, dude. I'm not wearing my glasses, so he just looks like okay. He's every the bald white guy man ever. He's the bald guy that's in a lot of like improv, funny things. Like I think he's in Children's Hospital, and uh, he'll be he'll be like, yeah. Anyway. That's all I got for you. Okay, good. Next. Oh, I have to go to the next one? You don't have anything else to say about that? Um, I mean, I... The Enemy Within, NBC. Well, I feel like The Cool Kids is not going to be for us, but we'll see. Oh, I like to go by the picture first, and it's the lady from Dexter. Anyway, in this fast-paced spy thriller, Erica Shepard, Jennifer Carpenter, is a brilliant former CIA operative, now known as the most notorious... Isn't this called the Blacklist? Now known as the most notorious traitor in American history, serving life in a supermax prison against every fiber of his being, but with nowhere else to turn, FBI agent Will Keaton, Marsh Chestnut, enlists Shepard to help track down a fiercely dangerous and elusive criminal she knows all too well. For Keaton, it's not easy to trust the woman who cost him so much. While Shepard and Keaton have different motivations for bringing the enemy to justice, they both know that to, to catch a spy, they must think like one. Yeah, I think this is called the Blacklist, and also the Silence of the Lambs. Eh, still might be good. Uh, what network is on NBC? Yeah, could I? Yeah. I'm giving it. I, I say I'll last one episode for this. Um, not not generally my thing, unless it's done on a cable show. But we'll see. I'm I don't know. 
I don't mind anybody I see in the picture. So. No, and what's Morris Chestnut from? The name sounds familiar. I know, I know the name too. Um, I'd look it up. Oh, it's from that song, Morris Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. I guess uh, that was back in. Oh, he was in he was in Boys in the Hood, but he was in that show Rosewood that we watched last year that was pretty terrible. So terrible, I literally don't remember it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the enemy within. So far, I'm excited about Abby. Let's mm-hmm. see. I, I just really feel like the cool kids is going to be. It's going to be a lot of elderly jokes and shit and like, yeah. They it, might go past that. I wish I could remember that dude's name because he is funny. I oh, hope no. it goes past that. But, you know, like the whole it's almost sounds like the rapping granny type thing. Like, oh, look, we we're old people, but we're fucking crazy. Yeah, but Charlie Day. I know. Great. It's true. It's true. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Multicam does not give me much hope. Next up, we have FAM on CBS, the world's worst network. FAM stars Nina Dobrev. Wait, I, before I read anymore, I, I'm i going to guarantee this is a multicam, if it's a sitcom. FAM stars Nina Dobrev and Tone Bell in a comedy about a woman whose vision of a perfect life with her adoring fiancé and his wonderful family is radically altered when her 16-year-old out-of-control half-sister unexpectedly comes to live with her. I think I saw this in the 80s a couple times under various different names. I'm just glad it's a it's a come that might not be us, but for us, but it's diverse. <laughs> it is diverse. Yeah, which I is like nice. That, so. I'm always <laughs> down with that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, this is it's, it's it might be pretty funny. It might not be pretty funny, but it's it's definitely not the kind of thing that's written for us. So I don't. Yeah, it's yeah for sure. Um, I'll watch. Obviously, I'll watch the pilot. I'm guessing that's all I'll watch. Um, oh man. FBI. Oh, sorry. Do you remember last year there was? A truly horrible show, but I can't remember the name. It was like 2J or something about an apartment. JKL. JKL, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know why I brought that up. It just popped into my head, and I assume it's off the air now. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Brian Husky is who I'm thinking of, and that's who... Oh, Brian Husky's great. I didn't know that was him. It looks like him, at least. I don't know for a fact. I do know for a fact that that is him. No, I don't. said Veep. I don't know for a feed at all. It's not. It's not on his Wikipedia, so who knows? No, for anyway, a feed. FBI, CBS. That's six letters, and it described one thing. FBI from Emmy Award winner Dick Wolf. Does you really need to even to say? You just say Dick Wolf because it's fun to say. It's a fast-paced drama about the inner workings of the New York office of the federal. Oh, finally, all these stage workers are going to get work again. Federal Bureau of Investigation. These first-class agents, including Special Agent Maggie Bell, Missy Peregrine. And her partner, Special Agent Omar Odom, Omar Odom O A Z D N Zico Zaki. This is this is what not the, right. This, uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Bring all their talents, intellect, and technical expertise to tenaciously investigate cases of tremendous magnitude, including terrorism, organized crime, and counterintelligence. Ah, it's Dick Wolf. It's It'll a be Wolf Dick joint. Yeah, you, I think we all know what to expect. Um, a, next. Uh, The Fix on ABC. Um, attorney and author Marsha Clark co- oh, wow. co-writes and executive produces a new legal drama about Maya Travis, Robin Tunney, who we all know and love from the craft, an L.A. district attorney who suffers a devastating defeat when prosecuting an A-list actor for double murder. 
Wait a minute, this sounds familiar. With her high-profile career derailed, she flees for a quieter life in Washington. Eight years later, given a lot of way here in this, uh, when this same celebrity is under suspicion for another murder, Maya Travis is lured back to the DA's office for another chance at justice. It does sound familiar. Totally the plot of different strokes. Mm-hmm. Which Marsha Clark was also around then. Yep. She was She was actually who they based Mrs. Garrett on. Also, uh, Sam, that little redhead fuckhead. Thanks. Uh, the, the fix. I don't know. I Might like legal good. dramas, but it's, yeah. it's another one that's like super derivative. So we'll see. Oh, Robin Tunney was pretty good in The Mentalist. I think that's her. It looks like her at least. So she's an interesting actress. So that's good. That's a vote for it too. It's not, they're not reusing someone that's never good. Yeah. I have no problem with Robin Tunney. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. We'll see how it goes. I, I, there are no legal dramas currently that I watch and I am a fan when they're done well. So, yeah. all right. Uh, next. God friended me. CBS. Brandon Fuck Michael. Me. Brandon Michael Hall stars in this humorous, uplifting drama, drama, as Miles Finer, an outspoken atheist whose life is turned quick upside down when he received a friend request on social media from God and unwittingly becomes an agent of change in the lives and destinies of others around him. I love Highway to Heaven, so I love this. God damn, you're a fool. I was just going to say, this is just Highway to Heaven with updated technology, right? Yep. Uh, well, and without, well, the lack of Victor Friends is a loss, but I'm still going to watch this show and enjoy it. Just like I watched that Josh Ritter show that got canceled and enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah, Viv really didn't like that one. But uh, oh, did I, you like it all the way through? I, no, I, I only I, watched I, the first episode because Viv okay. didn't like it. But I liked the first episode. Um, it's, it, it stayed pretty good. But yeah, she really, really didn't like it. So there's no way. No, I have you... no problem with uh, with religious dramas, even though I'm an atheist. I just it just sounds super. It's going to be super cheesy. That's all. We'll say as Joe Morton. I love Joe Morton. I'm looking at the cast list on Wikipedia. Um, I don't know who Brandon Michael Hall is. But it's another. Uh, it's more diverse cast. Like, he's been on the. Yeah, that, I like that too. He's been in. Uh, there's a few shows that are good that he's been in. He's been in Broad City. He's been in Search Party, and he's been in The Mayor, which I. Oh, he was. He was the star oh, of The Mayor. The Mayor. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, I do know him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't recognize I, him in this picture. No, um, but looking but, at it again, I do recognize him. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I liked. I liked him in The Mayor, and I. Yeah, this is one I, cautiously optimistic. Well, it's on CBS, so I'm not all that optimistic. But you know, I, we well, you, end up watching it from from the jump. You weren't optimistic, so that's no. I mean, it's just it's just it's like a hallmark feel goody thing that is not my that's not my jam. But um, speaking of jams, next Grand Hotel on ABC. Eva Longoria executive produced this bold, provocative drama set at the last family-owned hotel in multicultural Miami Beach. Charismatic Santiago Mendoza, played by Demian Bichir, owns the hotel, while his glamorous second wife, Gigi, who is played by Rosalind Sanchez, or Rosalind, uh, and their adult children enjoy the spoils of success. The hotel's loyal staff round out a contemporary fresh take on an upstairs-downstairs story. Wealthy and beautiful guests bask in luxury, but scandals, escalating debt, and explosive secrets hide behind the picture-perfect exterior. The show is based on the Spanish series. Yeah, I mean, this is basically Dallas or uh, Knott's Landing or whatever. No, I think, well, maybe. Well, basically, it's hotel. 
hotel were... update. Right. It's it's like glitzy people in there. But in what lives. I I don't know if hotel did this, and I think it did. But much like Love Boat and Fantasy Island, is it it conceivably could offer a chance to have interesting guest stars every week, and I like that. Like different people staying at the hotel every week. It could, and it's also a uh, Latin cast, which is nice. Yeah, uh, and yeah, based on a telenovela, which I mean, just right from the jump, that tells you it could be very fun, cheesy. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to watch it. Speaking of telenovelas, uh, I'll try to remember that for my uh, recommendation. But all right, I won't. I I probably won't like it, but I'll like the concept. Yeah, I, same here. Like I'll I'll get it at least. I just won't. It's not something I'll watch. Um, all right. Next. Happy together. Oh, CBS. recently let go from Ghosted. I see from the picture. Yikes. I mean, well, everybody oh, that's was let go is. from Ghosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy together. CBS. Damon Wayans Jr. and who I love and you hate, and Amber Stevens West, who I guess is who you're uh, recognizing there. Yes. Star in this comedy about a thirty-something happily married couple who begin to reconnect with their younger, cooler selves when Cooper Felix Mallard. An exuberant young pop star drawn to their super ordinary suburban life unexpectedly moves in with them. Jesus Christ, what's with the unexpected third wheels moving in this season? Uh, like, we're, we are returning to the sounds, 80s again. This sounds so stupid that it might be fun. Especially because I, I don't know the third guy. I've never seen him anything. But the two main people, the two main people of the cast, I enjoy. So it's yeah. just such, it's, it's like Justin Bieber moves into somebody's uh, suburban couple's house. And I, I like that's stupid ideas like that and as long stupid as they... ideas that are like 40 years old well what was what did they do 40 years ago i like... just mean like with the oh this person's moving in and throwing our lives into turmoil oh That's well they fairly if standard they make, if they make it absurd i like it i since it's on cbs again i probably won't be that absurd but i don't know i i hold out hope it's just that cbs has never failed to let me down on anything so we'll see um, next, I feel bad, NBC. You know, I am happy to say there does seem to be a lot more diversity this year, which is yeah, uh, always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I feel bad, produced by Amy Poehler. What? This half-hour comedy follows a woman, Soraya Blue, and her unfiltered takes on trying to have it all. It's based on the book I Feel Bad all day, every day, about everything, written by Orly <laughs> Auslander. Paul Edelstein also stars. Yeah, I, I he's going to be secondary to this. Uh, I'll be interested. Amy Poehler involved is another sign that I'm on board. Wait, what do you mean he's going to be secondary? I don't know. I hope it's more about the woman, and it sounds oh, like it will be. Oh, I mean, it's, it seems clearer it is. Yeah. <laughs> but they show his ass in the in the picture, that's all. I mean, I guess, they, you know, I guess it helps to have a white dude there when you're trying to sell. No, but I mean... He's oh, in the show. They're I don't, married. I, don't... I get it, Pat. I get it. They also show the baby. Goddamn them. Yeah, that. You know that little baby. He looks like he's got a life of drug addiction ahead of him. That's all I'm going to oh, say. But have you heard of or read that book? And I have not. Do you not. know Edelstein from anything else? No. Uh, she looks familiar, actually. Uh, oh no, sorry. I thought you meant the the actress uh, Soraya Blue, who. I am going to look up because she does look familiar to me. Yeah, so, I think she looks familiar, but so does talk? he. I don't, I don't know him off the top of my head, though. Yeah, he looks a little, you know, he's like kind of a schlubby white dude. I'm sure he's been in a lot of 
Sor oh wait, is it Sor no? What the fuck? Sorry, you don't know. I'm There's having... something called uh, a cut and paste. You can try. That's right? Yeah. I was choosing an episode of Veep. There we go. Um, oh no, I was just getting a bunch of Sarahs. Like I was spelling her name right. It just didn't go through. Oh yeah, I don't really know her. Yo, yeah, I guess Veep. From the looks of it, oh, Agents Agents of Shield. Yeah. Oh, that's where I know her from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sure I've seen her in some. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm now looking forward to this, which I was unaware of previously. But Amy Poehler, yes, please. Oh, that's where we know him from. He was the he was the bad gangster in Brooklyn Nine Nine that had Holt under his thumb briefly. Oh no shit! And he was good in that. So you're talking about choice. the baby, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's when Brooklyn Nine Nine really went off the rails, and that's why I'm glad it's canceled. The in between NBC, following in the steps of the Ghost Whisperer, this paranormal procedural. Focuses on a woman who can communicate with the dead. Harriet Dyer stars as Cassie Bissop, a woman who uses her clairvoyant gifts. I like following in the steps. It's just a nicer way to say copies. Who uses her clairvoyant gifts in order to help the police solve some of the city's most puzzling cases. Arrow's Paul Blackthorn will also star, having left the CW show ahead of a seventh season. It's really a weird way to, to say that. But kind anyway. of also not all that relevant, relevant to the show, but... Um. Yeah, pass. You know, we'll watch it. But I was looking up the uh, actor, Harriet Dyer, because her face looks familiar, but then looking her up, I don't think I've seen her in anything. What's the other guy? It was a TV series. She was on that, but I, I don't recognize it, so I'm assuming I haven't seen it. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, this is just not our... Oh, I might like it. I like really? Silly you like, like the this, paranormal, yeah. like, dum-dum shows? Sometimes. Um, I didn't really care for... Uh... Medium? CSI, wait, what was the one with Patricia Arquette? That wasn't. That was that was Cyber. CSI was Cyber. cyber. Was oh, that, but wasn't she also in Medium? She was in me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm. <laughs> I didn't like that two. because I that was super soap opera. Soap soap opery. Yeah, that's I didn't what, see it. But. The other guy is a TV series, but it's from an, an another land. So she's Australian. Oh, oh, like like your servants, presumably. No, no, no. This is another country, not another dimension. Oh, I mean, same difference. Christmas is in June there. Um, next, the kids are all right. ABC. Can I say, uh, this is the grammar Nazi in me, which I try to tamp down, but all right as one word always annoys me. Uh, <laughs> set in the 19... 19- Language changes! Because... Here's the thing. I, I get that language, language changes. changes. It change. It bugs me when it changes because of stupidity. That's the stupidity of changes. people. <laughs> Not Not necessarily. Stupidity. Sometimes That's... people are clever, but it's like with disinterested has come to mean uninterested just because people didn't know what disinterested meant. Well, it bothers me. I wouldn't me. call changing all right as stupid. It's just a faster way to do it. It's like, oh, one word, perfect. Oh, shit. Save. Think of all the time you save with that. One L taken Language out. changes. Set in the 1970s, this ensemble comedy follows a traditional Irish Catholic family. Oh, it's right up your alley. The Clearies, as they navigate big and small changes during one of America's most turbulent decades. Was it? In a working class neighborhood outside Los Angeles, Mike, played by Michael Cudlitz, and Peggy, Mary McCormick. I like Mary McCormick. Uh, raise, raise enough boisterous boys who live out their days with little supervision. The household is turned upside down when an, when oldest son Lawrence Sam Stan, this, this, oh, sorry this is 
This is the second show that has something turned upside down. I know. The, a household turned upside down. Uh, old, it's turned upside down when oldest son Lawrence, played by Sam Straley, returns home and announces he's quitting the seminary to go off and save the world. Times are changing, and this family will never be the same. Hey, it's not a it's not a multicam sitcom. That's it's, true. It's, so you might like it. It's a, I'll watch it. Well, it's not a it's not a comedy, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Set, set in the 1970s. Yeah, it's ensemble right. comedy. Um, I got bored halfway that one, through reading it. That one dude looks like uh, what's the guy that that was in the Hobbit? Uh, not the Hobbit. That was in Lord of the Rings, and he. Uh, Frodo, what's his? Who played him? He was also in Rudy. Yeah, that's not him though. Um, Looks just wait, like. Wait, was him. he? Oh yeah. Oh shit, maybe it is Sean Astin. You're it's, talking it's, about? I don't think it's him. No, no, I he looks too old to be Sean Astin. Yeah. I think he's younger than Sean Astin. Michael Cudlitz is who I think it what? is, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited about this. This is the whitest show so far, I think, that we've seen. Oh, I, I, this Michael Cudlitz, who's in this show, I think I've seen him in other things. I'm looking at his Wikipedia, and he always plays kind of a hard ass. So it's it's kind of... Fitting for an Irish-American family. I guess. So, oh, kids are all right. Let's see who's created it. I, I always like... Randall Einhorn's involved. I can't... He's still involved in doing things. Anyway, Tim Doyle, I've never heard of him. Looks like they have like seven kids, so I'm glad they're not going with stereotypes of Irish Catholics. Uh, next up. Oh, this is this one's all you, Pat. Because it's my turn. Magnum P.I., CBS. Magnum P.I. is a modern take on the classic series starring Jay Hernandez as Thomas Magnum, a decorated former Navy SEAL who, upon returning home from Afghanistan, repurposes his military skills to become a private investigator in Hawaii. Eh. Yeah, I mean... Higgins what? is a woman, and that's the one, and, and he is... Uh, Hispanic. I don't know. Hispanic. Uh, but he, and also, he doesn't have a mustache, so that's how they change things up. I like when they drastically change these reboots up. I guess that's interesting. It might be good. Who knows? I saw the the trailer for it, and the trailer for it made look like a made it look like a movie. So I was kind of surprised that it was it is a TV show. Oh, like it was like it was really highly produced and like more than most TV shows I think have. So maybe they're really going all out for the pilot. And the fact but, that it has a trailer itself is kind of movie like. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's again on CBS. I was never a fan of the original. I'm sure this will be, you know, updated. The original but was good. I, you know, but you know what better, what better way to use your Navy SEAL skills than by be, becoming a private investigator? I think we all agree on that. Um, would you like to take a break? We're almost halfway through. Sure. I just want to mention that Perdita Weeks plays Juliet Higgins in the show, and and is Honeysuckle Weeks' sister. And Honeysuckle Weeks is, has one of the best names in all of, well, British hood, wood, whatever British actors live in, uh, as opposed to Hollywood. It's a great name. I mean, she was in Fo- she was in Foil's War, and she was very good in Foil's it's War. It's no Dame Judi Dench. I mean, can you imagine naming your daughter Dame? That's pretty presumptuous. No, Actually, you know what? Let's do one more. And, and oh, boy. Because you want to have the last word, as usual. Can... And then we can go on to the next one. Okay. No, then we start and, you know, with the same person who started initially. I, I do like my uh, manifest on NBC. Once Upon a Times, Josh Dallas stars in this mystery thriller about passengers on a plane who arrive at their destination after a few-hour flight, only to learn that five years have somehow gone by in the world. Presuming the passengers and crew dead, their loved ones have mourned them and already moved on. 
thrown into this impossible situation, the people who had been aboard the flight will be forced to figure out how to pick up the pieces of their personal lives as well as the greater purpose that is their destiny. I'm uh, looking I'm, forward to this. I'm on board lot. for I this one. Kind of, yeah. It's going to get canceled midway through the season, but I love ideas like this. Me too. Wacky, and yeah. And I'm looking forward to they this. almost <laughs> never do them like as well as they should, but I, I'm still kind of excited to see it. And Josh Dallas is fine. He, he was, you know, was, he's not great, but he's not bad either. I mean, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I wonder who's, uh, let's look to see who's involved in making it. If it's someone awful, then forget it. Like James Cameron. Jeff Rake, who I've never heard of, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's you're not even clickable. You're all right with us, Jeff Rake. All right, um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with the rest of the new shows of the fall season. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back with our fall preview and the next new show, Pat. The next new show has the dude from Psych, A Million Little Things, ABC. ABC, maybe it's on Sunday nights and it's going to be as good as the first season of Revenge. They say friendship isn't one big thing. It's a million little things. And that's true for a group of friends from Boston, boo, who bonded over unexpected circumstances. Some have achieved success. Others are struggling in their careers and relationships. But all of them feel stuck in life. After one of them dies unexpectedly, it's just a wake-up call the other need, the others need to finally start living. Along the way, they discover that friends may be the one thing that saved them from... Themselves. I'll so, finish uh, that stupid sentence for you. Yeah. Yeah. The, it I looks... Really, I really like James Roday, so it's good to see he's still getting work. But other than that, no thank you. It's another one that looks fairly white, which is not shocking for a Boston that show i guess yeah it's it sounds dopey but it has an interesting cast that has the 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 worst there's a show on fox that was like uh uh like it came out the two it was called grim it was a fairy tale in real life show and he played the, the lead of it and he was probably the worst part of the show it has james roday who's awesome it's like and has ron livingston so he's getting work again somehow wow. 30 years after swingers you know i guess it's not 30 years but yeah there is it's not all white oh that's all i need to hear <laughs> let's not continue with it uh murphy brown next do we even have to read about this i this is such wait a... i didn't even i didn't even click to see that whoa they're bringing it back that's and right pick, they don't i mean this is amazing. You guys that are listening to this can't see the picture, but as far as I can tell, looking at this picture of the cast, they all look exactly the same as they did back then. Yeah. Would same. you agree or disagree? I would agree. I mean, same hairstyles for the women, and yeah, it's amazing. None of them have aged. I wonder how they did it. I'm not going to read this. Why, why the fuck do we need to read? Uh, I'll read it. 
Candace Bergen and series creator Diane English reunite for the revival of the groundbreaking comedy about the eponymous broadcast news legend and her biting take on current events. Now in a world of 24-hour cable, social media, fake news, and a vastly different political climate, Murphy returns to the airways with her original FYI team, lifestyle reporter Corky Sherwood, Faith Ford, investigative journalist Frank Fontana, Joe Regalbuto, and producer Miles Silverberg, Grant Show. Murphy's son, Avery, shares his mother's competitive spirit and quick wit and has followed in her journalistic footsteps. Oh, God. Perhaps too closely. Now back in the game, Murphy is determined to draw the line between good television and honest reporting, proving that the world needs Murphy Brown now more than ever. Oh, I'm glad I, they I, toned down the polemic aspects of it. So Avery is the kid that Barbara Bush complained about? Or was it somebody else? Was it Dan Quayle? I don't think oh, it was Dan Barbara Quayle. Bush. Yeah. yeah but Barbara Bush... Or was it George Bush that complained about The Simpsons? Maybe George Bush complained about The Simpsons and they had that. The episode <laughs> with him? Not the, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at the time where they put together this quickly edited response where he's like, he wants us to go back to like the Waltons where we're living in a depression, which was such a great joke to reply with. Yeah. Um, next. Oh, you don't, you don't want to watch Murphy Brown? I, I mean, guess we'll I, have to. I have to watch the first episode anyway but the neighborhood cbs the neighborhood formerly known as welcome to the neighborhood wait is a form, was it on before or this why are you I telling think, us it was formerly known as like well just let them do their job uh, it's a comedy right. about what happens when the friendliest guy in the midwest moves his family the johnsons to, to a neighborhood in los angeles where not everyone looks like him or appreciates his extreme neighborliness cedric and the entertainer stars as calvin butler the Johnsons, a pitiated next-door neighbor who is wary of the newcomers, certain that the Johnsons will disrupt the culture on the block. Maybe turn the household upside down. Uh, we can hope. Um, okay. I mean... New Amsterdam, NBC. Wow, wasn't there... There was a, uh, a old New Amsterdam... Oh, man, they're not even showing – there's there's more to the neighborhood we need to talk about. Okay, go for it. So Max Greenfield from uh, – what's that show? Yeah. He was in Veronica Mars, and he was in uh, the one with Zoe Decimal. Yeah, the good girl next door. I don't the know. The good girl. Yeah, the yeah. good girl. Uh, he's He is the Johnsons that moves into the neighborhood, so it's it's one of those shows. That, right. But it's, it it's the opposite. Opposite of what? Because he's a whitey. Usually, you know, it's like, well, I guess back in the day, it was like, oh, a black family's moved in. How are we whiteys going to react? Maybe it's good. I don't know. I'll give it a chance. It might be funny. I know you don't like anything CBS, so there's two in a row that you already are against. I pre-hate, yeah. Um, New Amsterdam. Inspired by Bellevue, the oldest public hospital in America, this unique medical drama follows the brilliant and charming Dr. Max Goodwin, the blacklist's Ryan Eggold, the institution's newest medical director who sets out to tear up the bureaucracy and provide exceptional care. Not taking no for an answer, Dr. Goodwin must disrupt the status quo and prove he will stop at nothing to breathe new life into this understaffed, underfunded, and underappreciated hospital, the only one in the world capable of treating Ebola patients, prisoners from Rikers, and the President of the United States under one roof, and return to the glory that put it on the map. What? There was a trailer for this before a movie I saw recently, and someone in the audience is like, why aren't doctors like that? Because he refused to bow down to the bureaucracy and help someone get healed. 
Oh, the passive doctors box. have to get paid. I mean, I would say that's why. Um, I, I just, I'm like a little baffled why other hospitals couldn't treat prisoners from Rikers and the president of the United States. But okay, let's let's. Move well, no, on. they're saying it's all under one roof. It's like there's lots of hospitals that'll do prisoners, but do they all do it under the same roof as the, they do a president and an Ebola patient all in, in the same place? Sounds like a veterinary clinic. Go ahead. The Passage Fox. Based on author Justin Cronin's best-selling trilogy of the same name, The Passage, is an epic, character-driven thriller about a secret government medical facility experimenting with a dangerous virus that could either cure all disease or cause the downfall of the human race. The series focuses on 10-year-old Amy Belafonte, Sonia Sidney, who's chosen to be a test subject for this experiment, and Brad Wolgast. Mark Paul, gosh, it's always good to see him get work. The federal agent who becomes her surrogate father as he tries to protect her. Uh, it's a good premise. I, I, I'll see how. I'll be interested to see how it plays out in the first episode, at least. Um, yeah, it's always good to see him and not Screech get work. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, it's at least it's not uh, uh, somebody moving. Although this little girl might turn his life upside down. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Her, life, her life's already turned upside down by becoming a test subject. Yeah, and by being a little girl with a unicorn that is ten times bigger than she is. A stuffed unicorn, I should point out. Next, Proven Innocent, Fox. Yeah, glad they didn't go with a generic title for this. This mid-season drama follows an underdog criminal defense f- firm led by Madeline Scott, Rachel LeFevre. A fierce and uncompromising lawyer with a hunger for justice. I mean, doesn't that describe all lawyers? At age 18, she was wrongfully convicted, along with her brother Levi, Riley Smith, in a sensational murder case that made her an infamous medium session. Is that me that's doing that breathing thing? I'm trying to avoid it, sorry. Um... In a sensational murder case that made her an infamous media obsession, a household name and a national cause celeb, Madeline's bold and bullish tactics earn her a number of enemies, especially Gore Bellows, Brian Darcy James, the prosecutor who initially put her away and still still believes in her guilt. Despite Bellows' ceaseless quest to see her behind bars again, wait, why does she need to go behind bars again if she's already been released? Has she done something else? I guess we'll have to watch and find out. Well, Gore Bellows still thinks that he, she's guilty. Madeline could, will continue to defend others, even as she fights to maintain her innocence and searches for the real killer in her own case. Uh, okay. I like her. I've seen her in other things, and she's enjoyable. So it's that's. I think that goes a long way for these kind of shows, that if the actors are good. So we'll see. But it's on Fox, so it'll get canceled. Yeah. And it probably will be pretty pot-boiler. Uh, next. The Red Line, CBS. From acclaimed producers Ave DuVernay and Greg Berlanti, The Red Line follows the lives of three vastly different Chicago families whose stories of loss and tragedy intersect in the wake of the mistaken shooting of an African-American doctor by a white cop. The Red Line cast includes Noah Wiley, Amazetti Coronati, and Alia Royale. Yeah, might be good. Uh, Okay. Uh, I mean, that's really not much of a description, but... Yeah, but... Uh, it has interesting people, and oh, Greg Berlanti and Avu Duvernay working together is pretty weird. But she's great, so I don't we'll know see. who they are. Like when you say acclaimed producers, I don't really know what that means. They're just well, people who give money, right? I mean, I know they have input into the no, direction of the show, but well, she, she, 
well, he's the guy behind all the CW, like the comic book shows on CW, and she's just done a bunch of good movies. She's directed like she did Selma, she did I don't know what else, Wrinkle in Time. Okay. I don't know. So she's she seems good. Interesting. I guess Noah Wiley likes Chicago a lot. Uh, well, he's not allowed to leave, not because of anything bad he did. It's just it's a a, a genie had it said that if you want to have a, a successful career in Hollywood, you have to do it from Chicago. Otherwise, you won't be successful. Uh, he, he was a fool to listen to that genie because genies grant wishes. They don't, you know, tell fortunes. Stupid Noah Wiley. Rel on Fox. Now, at first I thought, oh, they took this title because somebody already took the title Fam and Rel is short for relatives. But no, Rel Howery is the character's name. Rel Howery from The Carmichael Show stars in this comedy loosely based on his life. Set in Chicago, oh, I bet, I bet uh, Noah Wiley's in it too. Mm-hmm. It follows Lil Rel, a positive thinking man whose ideals are put to the test when he discovers his wife has been cheating on him. As Lil Rel rebuilds his life after a divorce, he tries to find love and respect on the South Side. Is this going to be another show where the very first episode starts with him opening the door and seeing his wife with another man or woman? Because I hate that that cliche. Yeah, me that too. shows often have. And yeah, I don't, I don't oh, have. That might be funny. A lot of hope for it, but who knows? You, yeah, you never can tell with these. Again, uh, not not all whiteies. Okay, this is a good one for you. Next. The Rookie, ABC. And look who's in a new show. Yay, yay, yay. Starting over isn't easy, especially for small-town guy John Nolan, Nathan Fillion, who, after a life-altering incident, is pursuing his dream of being a LAPD officer. As the force's oldest rookie, he's met with skepticism from some higher-ups who see him as just a walking midlife crisis. If he can't keep up with the young cops and the criminals, he'll be risking lives, including his own. But if he can use his life experience, determination, and sense of humor to give him an edge, he may just become a success in this new chapter of his life. I'll, I'll watch it just, just for him. Nathan Fillion. I, yeah. I, I didn't care for what castle I saw except for him, but, you know. And he was the best part of castle, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give it a chance. Glad. Yeah, other than that, I don't care. Oh, shit. All right. So this is obviously a spinoff that we don't need. But next up is Schooled on ABC. This spinoff of the Goldbergs is set in the 1990s and follows the hilarious teachers of William Penn Academy, led by Tim Meadows, always great, Principal Glasscott, Brian Callen, Coach Miller, also good on that show, and... Uh, and the other things, so he's a funny actor. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good, I should say, yeah, he and and Tim Meadows are always good, and A.J. Michalka, Laney Lewis, uh, who was the oldest son's girlfriend on the original show, who, despite their eccentricities and crazy personal lives, are heroes to their students. Nah. Is the Goldbergs off the air? Or is that they're just running concurrently? Concurrently. I I find this to be more interesting than that, but whatever, I don't really like the Goldbergs, which is too bad because it's set in Philadelphia and has all kinds of Philadelphia references that are neat, but... Oh, it's just... It's it's a King of Queens show. That's all it is. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I do I do really like the cast, mm-hmm. but I think the writing is going to be very similar. So um, we'll see. I, I Maybe since they're going into the '90s, it might be edgy. Single parents, ABC. This ensemble comedy follows a group of single parents as they lean on each other to help raise the seven-year-old kids and maintain some kind of personal lives outside of parenthood. The series begins when the group the group meets Will, 
Taryn Killam, a 30-something guy who's been so focused on raising his daughter that he's lost sight of who he is as a man. When the other single parents see how just far down the rabbit hole of PTA parenting and princesses, Will has gone. They band together to get him out into the dating world and make him realize that being a great parent doesn't mean sacrificing everything about your own identity. Taryn Killam's pretty funny, so he's, maybe it's good. He's funny. It, it's a, It's not a very promising premise. No. Alliteration. But, yeah. Why? What's it on? ABC? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know. The whole the whole thing about with parenthood taking your life away is kind of tired and not interesting to me. So, But, yeah, Taron Killam's good. Uh, next up, The Village on NBC. The Village is a brownstone in Brooklyn with an exceptionally unique tenants despite its ordinary exterior. The show will tell the heartwarming and challenging stories of the residents, which includes Sarah, a single mom and nurse, Gabe, a young law student with a much older roommate, Nick, a war veteran, and Ava, a mother protecting her son from ice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That'll be bad. That's 100% going to be bad. Um, and yet we're going to have to watch at least an hour of it. The and first finally, one that bad. Oh, what happened to my screen? I mean, oh, I don't know crap. why you're asking me. It, it, this, I, I accidentally, oh, there we go. Uh, there's a, there's a back whiskey, button you can whiskey. use. Nope, it doesn't work on this page. Whiskey Cavalier, ABC. Whiskey Cavalier is a high octane, hour long action dramedy that follows the adventures of tough but tender FBI super agent Will Chase. Get it? Will Chase, codenamed Whiskey Cavalier, played by Scott Foley. Following an emotional breakup, Chase is assigned to work with badass CIA operative Francesca Frankie Trowbridge, codenamed Fiery Tribune, played by Lauren Cohan. Together, they lead an interagency team of flawed, funny, and heroic spies who periodically save the world and each other while navigating the rocky roads of friendship, romance, and office politics. Eh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it could be good. It could be completely awful. Um, yeah, so, all right, I'm excited for Abby. I'm excited for Amy Poehler's show. And I'm excited for the plane ride show, that the plane ride yeah. that took five years. Um, and everything else... I guess we'll see. We've been surprised before. I'm excited about the God adding the guy on social media and the three shows you mentioned, because especially because Amy Poehler's involved. And I think maybe there's something else in there. Maybe but the Nathan Fillion show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because of him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me just like do a quick zoom through to see if there's something we forgot there. Uh, I don't think so. No. I really don't think doesn't so. doesn't look like it now. Oh yeah, I will, I'm looking forward to Damon Wayans Jr. getting a chance to be funny again. So I'm, I'm, I've, I have tentatively high hopes for that. Yes, it's true. He was really funny on a lot of different things. This isn't senior. This is junior. Oh, I know. The, the chip fell very far off the block. Recommendations: Asians, 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 Asians. Um, I'll go. I got a couple. Um, so I, I thought I had recommended on the show, but I didn't. I actually talked to Michael Morris about it in private. But a po- this podcast, um, oh my God. Let's, uh, you must remember this. Have you listened to it? No. It's it's like stories about old Hollywood. Oh, you did. You did. I thought you did recommend this. Did I? Okay, then I don't recommend it. I will say the host. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I, sounds I, like she took it. like a class in diction from like the 1950s and it's That's neat. A, her no, it's annoying as fuck. Like listening oh. to her, it gets really annoying. But the stories are really good, so it's worth. Okay, so if if I have already done that, then I That's will okay. do. 
Um, and this is not like a super strong one, but uh, Jane the Virgin is actually not bad, surprisingly. It's on Netflix. You can check it out. It's like it follows, it's kind of like a telenovela. A telenovela, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which reminds me of another, uh, I will use this as a recommendation, even though I haven't watched many, all the episodes or even half, but uh, uh, my my stupid ex-boyfriend, is that what it's called? Do you know what I'm talking about? My, yeah, my crazy ex-boyfriend. Crazy ex-boyfriend. That's yeah. a very good show. I'm going to start very, that very next, funny. I think, because I hear a lot of good things about that as well. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it isn't, but once you watch the first episode, you see what's going on. It's a really, really funny show. Oh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Did yeah. I say boyfriend? No. You said girlfriend. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, crazy anyway, has, has Rachel Bloom, who's really funny and got into that weird feud with Neil Patrick Harris because Neil Patrick Harris was being had a, like a, a bad week on social media lately. But anyway, other than that, it's a very good show. I maybe mean, Elon I, Musk hacked his account. Like maybe, but but uh, do you have you ever seen her where like she got famous before she was famous for her YouTube stuff? She had that. No, no, I didn't uh, know of her at all. The fuck, fuck me, Ray Bradbury video, which is funny. No, but you know, YouTube stars I am not acquainted with at all. So, well, this is like way, way before YouTube star was a thing. This is two thousand nine or two thousand eight, something like that. It was a long time ago. I mean, well, YouTube excuse stars were, me, Jesus fucking Christ. The different, like, like I mean, like uh, the Broad City people were they were YouTube stars as well. I know, and I didn't know them. So sorry. I, I anyway. just like yeah, I don't follow that closely enough. I guess okay. So Crazy uh, Ex-Girlfriend, you say, is worth watching. Also on Netflix, where, I believe. Yeah, that's where I've watched the episodes I've watched. Uh, uh, anything else I want to recommend? Did I recommend uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, you did not. Did. Oh, I recommend that. That was fun. It was very good. Funny. Paul Rudd is as, as, as awesome as he always is. and That's all you need to know. Oh, and it has a really interesting antagonist. Yeah, I recommend that. Wait, who's Ant-Man the Wasp? I have no idea. Sorry, I haven't the seen The Wasp it. is... In in this iteration, Ant Man is played by Paul Rudd. In the first movie, he stole Hank Pym, who's the creator of of this technology that allows him to grow and shrink at will right. using the technology. And that's Paul Rudd plays Ant Man, and the Wasp is played by oh, I don't remember her name. She she was in Lost, but uh, oh yeah, is... I know she played Kate on Lost. Yeah, that's correct. What I have to say yeah. And, oh, is that what you weren't asking who the character was because you knew already? I'm sorry. I yeah, no, I know the characters. Avengers. Yeah. So anyway, for people who have not seen and don't know the characters, the Wasp is Hank Pym's daughter. Yes, exactly true. Um, which leads to some uh, pretty awkward moments. But, you know, I'll let you guys figure that out. Um, all right. How, how, oh, no, wait. How does it lead to awkward moments? Oh, is it? I guess it's different than in the comics then. Because right. The, the, comics, in the comics, she was his wife. Right. In the comics, the wife is – the wife also appears in this episode – uh, but in this, wait. So she's not Janet Pym. Janet Pym is the wife. Right, and that's who the wasp was in the comics. Right, but in this, the wasp is the daughter. Oh, so my joke's gonna go over like a lead balloon. Thanks for nothing. Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly. Is yes, Evangeline Lilly. And she's playing Hope Van Dyne and the Wasp. All right, I don't need a promote her anymore jesus christ she's got that lost money got that lord of the rings money um was she in the avengers uh annihilation where the fuck that movie was called no and they mentioned that during the movie wait but there was a wasp the wasp was in it but it wasn't her is that no she was not oh nobody, okay she nobody wasn't. In this movie was in okay. that movie. oh ant-man wasn't in it nope 
Oh, okay. Weird. Um, all right, I guess that does it. So uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com for any reason at all. We yes. I'm going to try to do the whole thing. Uh, wait. Follow us on Facebook. That's the thing. Um, like us on iTunes and uh, rate us on iTunes. Sorry. Uh, give us a good rate. Like, don't. We don't care about your low ratings. There's no point in doing that. It's a waste of your time and ours. And it's uh, cruel. Us, yeah. It's it's just mean. I mean, we're not Chris Hardwick. Uh, yeah, rate us highly on iTunes. That's how you always say it. And write a review if you feel so inclined. And uh, most importantly, tell your friends, be they stinky, be they fragrant, or be they just generally... Melodorous. Wouldn't stinky and fragrant be very similar? I was thinking fragrant, fragrant being like more pleasant. Okay, but wouldn't stinky and melodorous be huh. the same? Oh, just wondering. Until next just time. Just tell all your friends, no matter how they... Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.